based on purely logic and reason, based on pure empirical evidence that we have for the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, for the historicity of the Bible, for the authorships and the attribution of authorships and all these different things that must have happened two years, 2000 years ago and years before. I can't say that based on just the empirical evidence and based on just pure logic that the gospel is easily understood or definitively proven. I can't say that. According to just pure man's wisdom, I would say that there is room to doubt and there is room to dispute. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. Welcome to episode 154. And you want to know what's really interesting? I mean, happy 4th of July as well. But like, what's more important than 4th of July? Second plan. Um, but, you know, what's really pressing on me right now is that this is like the third year anniversary kind of Church Board Confessions that I almost completely forgot about. But um, yeah happy three years guys like that's kind of, it's kind of out of nowhere because i didn't really think about it but july 1st i believe was the first uh july 1st 2019 was the first episode like the first time the episode like the first episode i released and july 4th 2022 yeah that makes three years um so for everybody who's like you know been a part of this for the past three years there's some people that listen today that literally listen to that first episode and for everyone that has joined in you know this weekly monthly whatever listenership um you know it means everything to me i just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and um honestly you guys don't understand that you guys have blessed me so much um and you know it's it's because of the the um really the the testimonies that I hear from you all and the encouragement and support that really helped me to know that you know me coming behind this mic every week is not in vain but it is truly God using me for a purpose and I just want to I just want to show my appreciation for you guys helping me to validate that purpose in myself so it means a lot um so thank you for you know being with me for the past three years um, and you know, we gonna do another three and another three and another three until God says no more. But I really appreciate you all from the bottom of my heart. Um, and happy 4th of July, like I was saying before. <clears throat> so, um, quick announcements because today's episode, first of all, I'm gonna say like this, today's episode, we're going to talk about, you know, our belief in our, I don't want this blue light on me. Ew. Um, but today's episode, we're going to talk about my, our belief collectively in God. And is it really foolish or not? Right. Um, I think that, you know, nowadays when you talk about your belief in God, um, a lot of people think that, you know, they're they have some type of standing to say that your belief is foolish, whether they're religious or not religious, especially atheists. Ugh, God, God, help me. Sometimes I have problems like having conversations with with a lot of like arrogant atheists and whatnot. But nevertheless, you know, you have this term sky daddy. 
that you know some of us kind of embrace but then other of us just see it as what it is which is just flat out mockery of our beliefs and so on um people say that we're foolish for what we believe because the gospel doesn't make any sense because the bible doesn't make any sense maybe because they say that there's been so many you know inconsistencies or so many changes or whatever it might be and ultimately because of all that they believe that our belief in jesus christ having died and resurrected from the dead our belief in the god of abraham isaac and jacob is foolish but today we're going to talk about it. We're going to ask ourselves this question. We're going to be real with ourselves. Is it actually foolish? Um, and I really do hope that out of this episode, you can really grow in confidence in your belief in Christ. Um, and, you know, even furthermore, man, Lord, that, uh, sorry, even furthermore, that, you know, you just understand what the true basis of our belief is. Um, but before we get to that, I have some I have some announcements. Um. Next week is Bible study. Remember, you know, typically it's supposed to be today because it's the first Monday of the month. Um, but it's going to be next week because t- today is a public holiday. Um, and I didn't want to get in the way of that. So July 11th, Monday, 530 p.m. Pacific time. Um, the sign up link is in the bio. If you've already signed up in the past, you will be receiving a link regardless. If you haven't received the link in the past and you want one to this one, please use the sign up link. Um, and you know, if you can't use the sign up link, literally put it in the description or put it in the comments, whatever it might be, just make sure you get, and, and everybody who shows up or doesn't show up, you're going to get emailed the PowerPoint that we use. Um, and yeah, we'll announce like, you know, the topic for this Bible study. One thing that's been on my mind a lot is, um, I've been thinking about this episode. It might be a church word confessions episode, or it might be like a Bible, the Bible study topic, um, art versus blasphemy. I feel like there's been a lot of things that's transpired as of recent where we're seeing a lot of artists, musical artists and so on, um, use blasphemous symbols in order to communicate their creative expression. And we're going to talk about it. Is it the right thing to do? Is it okay to do? I don't know if that's going to be next week's next week, uh, topic. If, if you guys want that, let me know. Um, or it might be a church board confessions episode. That's neither here nor there. But the last announcement, ladies and gentlemen, is that, like I said um, last week, and what you're going to be hearing every week is that on Saturday, August 20th in Los Angeles, Unassociated, we'll be having another in-person event. This is called UA Day. It's going to be a day for us as a community to come together really to commemorate um, God having kept and blessed this ministry for the past four years. All right. Um, so, you know, if you want to be a part of that, if you want to come out, please, please come out, like, please be a part of that, please. Um, you know, we want, I just want to be a whole bunch of young Christians, or even if you're old Christian, you're welcome as well. But I just want us to have that community. A lot of you guys might be praying for that, that community, that, that friend group, whatever it might be. And maybe that's where you find it. So if you're in SoCal, maybe if you're not in SoCal, but you want to, you know, you got, you got the bands to drop it on a flight or a road trip whatever it might be i genuinely believe that this event is going to be worth it. it's going to be amazing um furthermore if you're a vendor and you would like if you are a christian and you are a vendor and you would like to um to you know um participate in you know the vendor aspect of that event please 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 we have a link i believe the link is in our instagram bio and we'll try to share out the link as much as we can share it with your friends if you guys know any friends that are christian vendors and um entrepreneurs christian brands whatever it might be Um, So they can be a part of that event as well. But I really have to get to this episode because it's a lot to cover. Um, It's it's a lot. It's thick. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to break it down, you know. So UA Day. I'm not I'm not I'm going to really stress that, though. Like, I I can't stress it enough. I truly want to see you guys there. If you're listening to this podcast, if you've been with us for the past three years, if you've been with us the past four years as a ministry, as a brand, 
I want you to be there. I want you I want you to to feel it in person. And it would really mean everything if you guys can come. It's absolutely free. I didn't say that before, but like it's absolutely free. Like you're not paying any tickets to like be there. So uh, all right. <clears throat> but let's get to this episode. How foolish is it for us to believe in a sky daddy? Right? How foolish it how foolish is it for us to believe in some wizard guy that's in the sky, right? That's how that's how, you know, a lot of people like to put it. You know, I have a story. I'm someone who obviously believes in the Lord wholeheartedly. Um, but you know, when TikTok, when I was on TikTok a lot, like, you know, really when it was starting to first come up, really like last year, a couple years ago as well, um, I was really like falling into a lot of rabbit holes that I found on TikToks. I would be watching, you know, the TikToks of critical scholars or I'd be watching the TikToks of atheists or the TikToks of Muslim debaters and stuff like that. And all of them would really have this, like, they share this common goal to, like, try to pick apart the Bible. And they claim that it has all these inconsistencies, all these implausibilities, all these contradictions and all these mistakes and so on. And I'm not going to lie, man, when I was hearing all these different things, really bombarded with all these different things, because my FYP was relentless, I kind of like was like a little uncomfortable, man. I, I was. I was indeed a little uncomfortable. And dare I say it, I'm going to say it, I was a bit insecure. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Or I didn't know that either. Okay, he's kind of right about that. And, uh, you know, so my response was absolutely, all right, we're going to learn everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to learn everything about the historicity of the Bible. I'm going to learn about all these textual variants and changes in the Bible over time as much as I can, which when you really actually learn about it, it's not that deep, but they try to act like it's that deep. But that's neither here nor there. That's not the topic of this episode. I try to learn. I try to learn everything I can. That was the bottom line. And I wanted to learn everything I can so I can debate these people. I can thwart their deception and I can validate my faith in God through pure reason and logic. That was my goal. Yes. Sounds like a very innocent goal. Sounds like a good goal. It sounds like a very reasonable and logical goal. But. After all of the watching of, you know, apologetics, after all of the learning and the studying and so on, I still had to be honest with myself, guys. And I had to be honest with the fact that based on pure logic and reasoning and based solely on empirical evidence, and this is going to sound crazy, but I, I'm going to admit what, how, how I perceive it, the message of the gospel is still not easily understood based on pure evidence and just placed based on pure logic. The message of the gospel is not easily understood, nor is it definitively proven. That sounds crazy. Yeah, I just said that on Trishwood Confessions. Based on purely logic and reason, based on pure empirical evidence that we have for the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, for the historicity of the Bible, for the authorships and the attribution of authorships and all these different things that must have happened two years, 2,000 years ago and years before, I can't say that based on just the empirical evidence and based on just pure logic that the gospel is easily understood or definitively proven. I can't say that. According to just pure man's wisdom i would say that there is room to doubt and there is room to dispute there is room for someone to disagree with the logic behind the gospel and the bible as a whole the muslims will call it a false religion <clears throat> the critical scholars will say that 
Christians and believers have arbitrarily chosen to view the Bible as the word of God. And the only reason why we continue to believe it is because of dogma. And the atheists will say that we are stupid and we are morons because we believe in something that we can't prove to them. And we believe in some wizard king in the sky or as most like to call him Sky Daddy. So if everything I said was true about through empirical evidence and, and through pure logic and reasoning, the, the message of the gospel is not definitively proven. If, if that's true, then why on earth do I or you worship Sky Daddy? Is because everything can be proven in such a way and that the only way to conclude all the evidence is that there is a God that exists and Jesus, in fact, did die and raise again? No. Is it because God came down and ruled the entire world with an iron fist and conquered the Roman Empire? That didn't happen. So, no. Is it because our parents indoctrinated us and brainwashed us into believing that Jesus Christ is Lord? I'll tell you this now. So if the answer to all these questions is no, then why on earth do we believe in God? Why on earth do we believe in Sky Daddy? And if the answers to these questions are no, then wouldn't you call Christians fools? Wouldn't you call anyone who actually believed that Jesus Christ died and resurrected, a man died and resurrected, a fool? And if you did believe this, just understand that you would not be the first people to call Christians fools because we believe in the gospel message. In this episode, we are going to analyze two chapters in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians 2. It's going to be a lot more reading than we're typically accustomed to listening on this podcast. But nevertheless, you know, I need some water. One sec. <clears throat> you know, it's a little hot in here. I have my... uh. <laughs> I got my sweat towel ready for deployment, I tell you, because the heat's kicking in. Mm. But what we're going to do today is we're going to read two chapters in 1 Corinthians that has truly enlightened me on this topic, right? You have uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It is a lot of reading. I'm going to jump around as much as I can, you know what I'm saying? But, you know... It's just very important, so we have to cover it. But first, I'm going to give you a backstory of these two chapters. You have the Apostle Paul that wrote this letter to the church in Corinth. Um, ultimately, he's trying to rebuke them for their sectarianism. That's a big, fancy word. But ultimately, when you hear sectarian, sectarian I can't even pronounce it, sectarianism is talking about division. There was a lot of division within this church, right? Um there was a lot of people that ultimately judged themselves to be better than others based on who they were baptized by. So some people were baptized by Paul and his disciples. Other people were baptized by this guy named Apollos and so on. So they started to like, you know, say, oh, well, since we were baptized by Paul, we're better than you. Or no, we were baptized by, baptized by Apollos, we're better than you. Um, and ultimately, they also saw themselves as higher than others because of such things as their own status and their own wisdom that they held. And Paul's response to the, the church of Corinth was to cast down all of these matters concerning divisions and also help the Corinthians to all just be one under Christ. Um, and ultimately, he was, he was also talking about how the wisdom of this world is nothing to esteem yourself by. So um, that's kind of like the backstory of these first couple chapters. But we're going to get into the detail because there's a lot of great stuff that's applicable to the entire point of this episode. 
So we're going to start reading 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting at verse 18. Ultimately, we're going to go to verse 29, but I'm going to, you know, break it up a little bit as we go. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. Apostle Paul talking, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. As, a, as the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. Since God is since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is the foolish it is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven and it is foolish to the Greeks who see who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and Gentiles say it's all nonsense. Mm, I'm going to read that last verse again. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. Well, doesn't that sound familiar? To this day, when we preach Christ crucified, there are people who are offended and there are people who say it is nonsense. What I thought was very interesting is that Paul opened up this passage by saying and admitting that the gospel sounds foolish to those who are perishing. That there are a group of people who the gospel genuinely sounds foolish to. But it doesn't sound like that to those who are saved. And if you think about it, think about how the type of objections that people can have to this gospel message. You want to tell me that God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God that created the entire universe, came on this earth not to rule, over people but instead came down here was beaten and battered and bruised stripped naked at some point humiliated mocked and then hung on a cross like a criminal and we you want us to come and bow down on our knees and worship this god sounds like this guy can't even take care of himself doesn't it sound foolish and this is how a lot of people would have even understood it in the day back in the day when they were in Corinth. But to us who are saved, we recognize that the message of the cross does not communicate the weakness of God, but it communicates the power of God to redeem his people unto himself, to sanctify his people and to make his people holy, my friend. Verse 21 really stands out. Because this is where Paul says this. He says, since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom. He has, made, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. Paul communicates that it was God's intention. It is God's intention to not allow any man or woman to know him through their own wisdom. Isn't that interesting? Here we see in scripture the reason why people are confused and the reason why people think our faith is stupid. The reason why people think that the idea of worshiping a sky daddy is moronic because they don't know him. Because God has forbade anyone from discovering him by their own intellect and by their own wisdom. The way to God is not your own wisdom. The way to God is not your own intellect. The way to God is not by trying to find all the evidence that denies without a shadow of a doubt that he exists. That is not the way to God. 
The way to God is not trying to make sense of it all on our own wisdom that is influenced by our perspective, it's influenced by our sin, it's influenced by our environment, and so on, because we miss the mark every single time. Continuing on to verse 26 and 29, why has God made it so that we would not discover him with our own wisdom? Verse 26, remember, dear brothers and sisters, Apostle Paul saying to them that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things the world considered foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. Hmm. There are a couple points being communicated in this passage. One thing that you have to know is that God is the one who makes you to see and grasp and understand the gospel message. And he hides it from those who think they are wise and think that they are powerful and they think that they're important and they are puffed up. But he reveals it to the ones who are meek and the ones who others will consider foolish. So no one is able to glory in themselves. No one is able to glory in their power, in their pride or in their wisdom and in their intellect. But they can only glory in God. No one can say that I'm the one that figured it out on my own. I'm the one that has all the glory and all the intellect. Knowing God is not a matter of being the wisest and being the most educated. But the question is, if it's not the matter of being the wisest and being the most educated, then what exactly is it the matter of? And this is where we go to chapter two. Sorry, we're going to be reading. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how many verses this one is. <laughs> but let's go to chapter 2. It, like, what is it a matter of? How do we get to know God then? Chapter 2, we're going to start at verse 3. Buckle up. <laughs> I came to you in weakness. It's still Apostle Paul talking. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I've been talking a lot about that for the past like month. I did this so you would not so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Underline that one. That is what the scriptures mean when they say no eye has seen, no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirits. So God has revealed these things to us by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Verse 12. And we have received God's spirits, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. Verse 14, I'm going to read in New Living Translation, and then I'm going to read it in New King James Version because I don't like how the New Living Translation um, says this. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. 
It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Verse 14 in New King James Version. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The things of God are spiritually understood. The things of God are understood in a spiritual sense, not a natural sense, not by man's wisdom. So what we need to understand as believers is that our belief in God does not rest on our own wisdom and intellect. It does not rest on the archaeological findings and the empirical evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it does not rest on Christian philosophers and, and, and apologetics. And I'm not saying that any of those things are wrong. They are very, very good. Even if some of these things that provoke people to be more open to knowing God, to coming to know God. But it's important for all of us believers to understand that our belief in God does not rest on all those things. The foundation of our belief in God is because the truth has been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. The revelation of the Holy Spirit. By ourselves, we cannot, by our own wisdom, we cannot come to know God. But through his spirit, he reveals himself to us. Through his spirit, he opens our eyes. Through his spirit, we know the truth. So the one who operates on their own wisdom, they perish because they don't subject themselves to the wisdom of the Lord. So the message of the gospel is foolishness to them. And really the point that I wanted, the reason why I did this entire episode and the point that I really wanted to help you guys understand is that stop being ashamed of your faith. Stop thinking that you have to bolster up some list of all these purely logical reasons in order to validate the fact that you believe in God. Don't fall into that trap. Don't get me wrong. All those reasons and the evidence and all different stuff, they exist to a degree. But don't be fooled and act like that is the foundation of your faith. We do not believe in God, nor do we know God because we have all the wisdom in the world and we just figured it out. We believe in it because of the revelation of the Holy Spirit. So the biggest thing to hold on to is not our list of all the reasons and arguments and apologetics that we can debate against atheists with. The biggest thing to hold on to, in my opinion, is our own testimony. The biggest thing to hold on to is our experience with the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And let them call you a fool because of that. And when they call you a fool, they don't even understand that they are fulfilling scripture because the Bible says that the natural man, the unbeliever, cannot understand the things of God because they are spiritually understood. They are understood through the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And if the, if the Holy Spirit has not revealed it to you, then I can't even. How could you understand? But we pray for them, right? The next time somebody wants to tell you that you're crazy for believing in Sky Daddy, why on earth do you believe in Sky Daddy? You really believe in Sky Daddy? Tell them yes. Let them call you every name in the book. Back then they called Christians foolish. Why do you believe in a guy that came down here and embarrassed himself, died <laughs> at the hands of humans? Now they're going to call you foolish because they say, oh, well, you can't even prove your God to me. Yet you you did you devote your entire life and your entire being to to serving a God that you can't even prove. Don't get it twisted, though. Let's let's reel it back for a second. 
I, I probably can't prove God to you. I probably can't. But thank God that my belief in God does not rely on the basis of trying to prove God to you. Because the reality is he's proven himself to me. Maybe I can prove him to you. But he has proven himself to me. And the reality is no one, no matter how many names you call me, no matter how many different ways you try to harass me, different ways you try to say that I'm stupid by saying I lack critical thinking skills, different ways that you might look down on me, no one can take away the fact that I've experienced the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. And I'm standing on it and I'm standing by him. I'm going to stick beside him. And the reality is one day we will stand before the judgment seat of God, every last one of us. Every last one of us and the meek shall inherit this earth, I tell you that much. So let them call you stupid, let them call you foolish. Let them call you every name in the book because they are even fulfilling scripture without even knowing. I have experienced the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I have experienced the Holy Spirit. These things have been revealed to me, and it is by the revelation of the Holy Spirit that I know God, not by my own wisdom. So don't get fixated on trying to validate your faith and thinking that your faith is not valid until you find evidence. On the contrary, my friend. <laughs> your faith is valid because God has already made that move in your life. And that right there is valid. Don't act like it's not. Let the insults come. Let the insults come. Let it all come. We're living in a time right now where people are very, very, very emboldened to mock and blaspheme God. Not all, not all the gods. They're really fixated on the Christian one. I wonder why. But we're not surprised. We're not surprised. And if you are surprised, stop being surprised. It's going to get worse. There's going to be more mocking. There's going to be more bullying. There's going to be more persecution. There's going to be more ignorance. Is what Ignorance. <laughs> but I just want to give a message of encouragement to you all. The Bible says that those that endure to the end shall be saved, man. Don't, don't, let them, don't let them try to knock you off your toes. Don't, don't let them. I didn't mean to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. And I'm going to talk about it more. Probably whenever I do this whole art versus blasphemy thing. Um, there is an anti-Christian agenda. And I know everybody's going to go, oh, no, he's a conspiracist. But, but just hear me out for the next 45 seconds. There's an anti-Christian agenda that exists in America and really all over the world. And I'm not saying that this agenda is something that's construed by a political party, by a secret society, Illuminati, because ultimately we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But there are powers and principalities in the spiritual realm that since the resurrection of Jesus Christ, even before that, they have been having this anti-Christian agenda to try and get you to turn your back on Jesus Christ. If they can't get you to do it willingly, they're going to try to get you to do it by force. But those that endure to the end, the sufferings that we endure today cannot compare to the glory that shall be revealed. 
I'm telling you, hold true to the faith. I understand that there's so much peer pressure. I understand that you sometimes are even scared to speak out about your faith. I understand that there's so much opposition, that there's so much judgment, that there's so much ignorance in this world. But stay 10 toes down. You need somebody to help you. I'm right here to help you. Stay 10 toes down. I promise you, do not fold. Don't fold. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this word. Thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much for this oh, this encouragement, Lord. And I just pray please help us to hold true to our faith, oh God, and never, never be ashamed of it because some arrogant people want to try and rip it out of us, oh God. So I just pray please help us, Lord, to just rely on your spirit, oh God, to grow in our intimacy with your spirit, to grow, you know, as your spirit moves through us, oh God. Father, all plans of the enemy, we rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus. No one's going to take us out from your hand, oh God. So I pray please help us, Lord, to just stay keeping our eyes fixed on you, oh God, and that you be with us as a generation, Lord, with the walls closing in on us and more anti-Christian artwork in quotation marks and 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 language and persecution rises around the world oh god i pray lord that you help us that you preserve us lord that you help us to complete our destinies oh god we will not leave this earth before we complete our destinies oh god and that our enemies lord are scattered in the mighty name of jesus oh god father we wrestle not against flesh and blood father god those things will not prosper over us in the mighty name of jesus christ i pray Help us to hold true to the truth. Hold true to the things that you have revealed to us, oh God, and not waver. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo! I'm surprised I got that done in like 30 minutes. I'm happy about that. UA Day, Saturday, August 20th. I need to see you there, man. Um, I thank you guys for rocking with this podcast for the past three years. Um, you know, we're not we're not stopping here, man. I really want to take this podcast, create with Kendra as well, to the next level before the end of this year. Um, and I could really use, use you guys' help and you guys' support. Um, so I love you guys. I really appreciate you guys. Um, and I hope you guys have an amazing day, amazing evening. When, when, anytime that you're watching this. Apparently, I got to get some water because <clears throat> I'm not driving them up. But I love you guys. Um, you guys have an amazing, amazing week. Peace. <laughs>